Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. We are here. It is time for the final Jeremiah. I cannot tell you how excited about I am. dang time. <laughs> how excited I am. About dang time. Yes. Every single book we Ooh. read feels like the longest book we've ever read. Oh, I know. <laughs> what is actually... And I know that that's impossible... Like, the only book that I recall feeling short was Ruth, right? Because that was about four chapters, and then we were done in an episode. Yeah. I think it was two. one episode. Yeah. yeah. That's the only book yeah. I recall feeling short. Everything else feels like the longest chapter of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I do feel like Genesis and Exodus felt, they were, like, really action-packed. Lots yeah. of different stories, different characters. Yeah. yeah. And ones that a lot, I mean, even I knew some of the stories. So I feel like that didn't particularly feel long, but because... These are kind of the same thing over and over and over again. They just feel particularly long. Yeah. Um, Job was really long, too. I guess in theory, we're supposed to appreciate it as a real exploration of Jeremiah's character arc. And mm-hmm. he's, he's had a little bit of a character arc here. It's very character-driven. Yeah. Is what, it, and by character-driven, I mean a single character-driven. Is it, though? Kind of a one-man show, perhaps. Kind of. Who is this Jeremiah's one-man show? Oh. Is this what it actually oh. is? That's good. That like you get invited to, and you're like, uh, I don't make Maybe I'll be free on to come to your one-man show, but I don't right. know. Yeah. yeah, you're good friends with this guy, Jeremiah, and he invited you to his one-man show. He's been working so hard on it. And it's like an experimental theater piece that's like 12 hours long. It's not fun <laughs> at all. There's there's like five intermissions. It's It's rough. It's rough, but you're a good friend. We're good friends. With Steve Buscemi. I would never go to that. Like, you know never. you know that you you can't avoid him. Like, he's going to keep asking you to go to his one-man show. And you're just like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I think that we all would be really excited that it, the one-man show would almost be over, like, after the final mm-hmm. intermission. Right, we've done our fifth intermission. Yes. We're like, Home okay, stretch. we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, yep. And I'm trying to recall before that last intermission what happened. I feel like it's, like, a lot of more of the same. It's more like Babylonia is going to kill all y'all. Or Babylon, Babylon. Yeah, it's a weird portion of the show where he goes into just prophesying about what's going to happen to other nations. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and mostly how it's going to be bad for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was what happened. It was like specific nations. We were doing, I don't know, a few nations a chapter or something. Was that what it was? Mm -hmm. A nation, a chapter. Oh, some of them had a couple nations crammed into one, you know, but that's how we're doing the final roll call. Here. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. as always, I'm really excited because Jeremiah is going to die on this this part, right? Right? <laughs> I, I don't know if he dies. I don't know. At the end. I don't think oh, so. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't think he does. 
But oh. I could be wrong. Sad. Okay. Do you remember when Emily was just so excited for Moses to die? For oh, all gosh. of Exodus, basically? You were, were you just constantly asking, was it when just is Moses, Moses? going to die? Is Moses going to die? He's about to die, right? I feel like she did that with a lot of people. But Was it Moses? <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just feels like, like okay, once one old white, or not white, or, no, not white at all, sorry. Very not white. Once one old well, guy we, dies. To then, be fair, to be fair, there's a long, long, long history of whitewashing most characters in the Bible, so yes. I don't blame you for thinking them of them as still yes. as old white guys. <laughs> right. I know. I think of it as, who was it? Charlton Heston played him. Mm-hmm. That was uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. exactly. I was like, once Charlton Heston goes, then that means that we move on. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jer- Steve Buscemi is next. He's probably not going to go out in the way that he did in Sopranos. But how, um, yeah, Well, how do you think it is going to end? Oh, I... Any predictions? Uh... I mean, he's like been on the verge of exile, right, for a while. Do you think that everyone's just going to be like, nah, we're out of here. You're out of here, man. Get out of here. <laughs> the, final, and... the final chapter is, and then they kicked Jeremiah out, and there were no for more good. prophecies. <laughs> there were no more prophecies from this this guy. There were more from other guys. Yeah, I don't know. Something mm-hmm. along those lines. I think it's going to be a, a letdown, honestly. I, okay. I think it's, well, it's probably right. just going to be a lot more all right. last minute cramming in a bunch of prophecies and then no more narrative. That's my that's my prediction. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say realistically that's what's going to happen. I like the idea of some okay. sort of mm-hmm. real sort of psychedelic scene of, you know, flying through the clouds or something at the end. But oh, he also gets a chariot of fire. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. A chariot of fire indeed. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, what are y'all drinking? What are you drinking for this? Oh, final? I'm I'm having a nice morning Corona. Oh, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Which does make me think of that. my first trip ever to Hawaii in my early 20s when that was where you could have a morning Corona. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, very important. Absolutely. Uh, how about you, Jace? So I am drinking a Batch 15 IPA, Oh, which that title is not exciting. But the reason why I bought this is because... It is by the Aslan Brewing Company. Oh, a which, Of course, has a lion on it, is a reference to the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is, of course, a biblical allegory. So, you know, it, it's all connected. For, is Aslan Jesus? Yes. Got it. Aslan's supposed to be Jesus. He seems older. It doesn't have to be, though, because Aslan is just the Turkish word for lion. That's where it comes from. Oh, okay. Oh, John Michael said the same thing. We could cut Jesus out of it completely if we wanted to. I say, yes. But it's very clearly Jesus. It's C.S. <laughs> Lewis. That was kind of his whole deal. His jam. I'm just saying the Turkish language existed before C.S. Lewis. Yes. That's all. Oh, well, of course. As far as I recall. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did, yes. Um, well, I'm doing a pretty standard drink today. I'm doing a whiskey sour. Mm. Uh, and my picture of it turned out better than what y'all are going to see right now. But yeah, I have this like very fun dried orange slice that are, they're so tasty to eat. Mm. And it goes like right on top of the whiskey sour, but it keeps on falling down. So there I showed you and there it fell. <laughs> um, but yeah. So did you like place it and take the picture immediately before yes. it sank? Okay, good. Well, so also the aquafaba, because traditionally a whiskey sour has egg whites in it, and obviously I don't do that. And so it's an aquafaba time in there. But the aquafaba with, I think, the whiskey, it's sort of, or this is bourbon, actually. This is, uh, what is it called, Chase? It's one of your favorites. Not Woodford Reserve, Bullets, Bullet mm, Bourbon. Sure. That's it. So three ounces of Bullet Bourbon, one ounce of agave, one ounce of lemon juice, fresh, and then some angura, what is it? 
Agnorasta bitters. That's the one. Bitters. <laughs> Some bitters in there. Oh, and then also, I can pronounce that just as well as I can pronounce everything else. Yeah, I'm really glad that your pronunciation skills apply to everything else in the world, not just not just biblical names. Oh, no. It's not just the Bible. Yeah, no, definitely. And definitely. I think that's important for people to hear, to know that it's not right. like an offensive thing toward biblical oh, names no. or anything. It's just pronunciation of literally <laughs> anything at all. So Yeah, I don't know if I'm like slightly dyslexic. It's just like things in like a, a weird... If, if I have two letters together that don't look like they should belong... In my mind, I'm just like, nope, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but yes, uh, and then finally, uh, a little bit of agave and the aquafaba. And it's excellent. Like a real whiskey sour, not something that has a sour mix. It's just so, so mm, tasty yeah. and well-balanced. Highly great. recommend. Make your own. It's lovely. Yeah. Okay, kids. Okay. Ready. ready. It's time. So ready. Let's do this. Kicking us off. Okay. This is it. This is the last time we get to rock out to this cool song. Woo! Read Jeremiah. Yeah. Hang out with our good buddy Steve Buscemi and his scribe Baruch. I wanted to say this chapter we're going to be reading is about Persia. So if we can cast Jake Gyllenhaal in here somewhere as the Prince of Persia, just keep an eye out for that. Oh, hell yeah. All right. You can read along with us at drunkbiblestudy.com slash read. And today we are reading Jeremiah last two chapters, 51 and 52. As we get started, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Jeremiah 51. Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon and against those who dwell in Lebkamai. Kamai? Lebkamai. A destroying wind. I think that's Persia. Oh. Oh, it's the same as Persia? Lebkamai? Let me see. See footnote A. Uh, Lebkamai is a cryptogram for Chaldea that is Babylonia. Whoa, so like a code. Uh, Ah, According to the NIV... But then Eugene translates it as, oh, against Babylon called Hurricane Persia. That's... What? Sorry, Babylon is called Hurricane Persia, so basically the name of a water park. A death-dealing hurricane will come against Babylon called, quote, Hurricane Persia. So I think it's that Persia's going to invade. Going to destroy Babylon. Okay. I like the water park theory better, but that's just That is good, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, though, Dedeker. Come on down to Hurricane Persia only this weekend. <laughs> Kids get in half off. I don't think that that would be politically correct anymore to say. But yes, I, I mean, I don't know. What if Jake Gyllenhaal opened it? That's true. Okay, fine. Then it's Would that fine. be more politically correct? Then, it, then it's fine, yeah, because he is a prince. Hurricane Prince of Persia. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so put that on the list along with Archipelago Sandwich Pub will open up. Perfect. Hurricane Persia. <laughs> Hurricane Persia, yeah. Uh, I will send to Babylon strangers who shall winnow her, and they shall empty her land. For in the day of trouble, they shall be against her roundabout. Against him who bends... Let the archer bend his bow and against him who lifts himself up in his coat of mail, and you don't spare her, young men. Destroy you utterly all her hosts. I'm sorry, this is really translated strangely. Okay. 
But they're basically saying, like, kill, kill them all. Kill, kill them. They're, they're going to come and destroy Babylon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. They shall fall down slain in the land of the Chaldeans and thrust through in her streets. For Israel is not forsaken, nor Judah of his God of Yahweh of hosts, though their land is full of guilt against the Holy One of Israel. Are they talking, is this um, Jeremiah saying all this, maybe? Yeah, yeah it's got to be, right? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Flee out of the midst of Babylon and save every man his life. Don't be cut off in her iniquity, for it is time of Yahweh's vengeance. He will render her a recompense. Babylon has been a golden cup in Yahweh's hand, who made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunk of her wine. Therefore, the nations are mad. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to Babylon. Yeah, We're not mad. Don't you worry yeah. about Babylon. Yeah. We're happy to drink to you. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Wail for her. Take balm for her pain. If so, be she may be healed. If so, be she may be healed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it does say that. I'm, I, yeah. Wow. Okay. Be she may be healed. I like that. She's, yeah, maybe you, she'll be healed if you take the balm. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I think we're just missing a comma. If so be, she may be healed. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Yes. That's how I'm going to choose to interpret that. Thank you, Dedeker. Cool. Love it. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let us go, everyone, into his own country. For her judgment reaches to heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. Yahweh has brought forth our righteousness. Come and let us declare in Zion the work of Yahweh our God. Make sharp the arrows. Hold firm the shields. Yahweh has stirred up the spirit of the kings of the Medes. Medes? 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 Because his purpose is against Babylon to destroy it. For it is the vengeance of Yahweh, the vengeance of his temple. So wait, he wants to destroy Babylon now, but he was like, now I'm over being mad at you. Now we're going to kill Babylon. In the future. Uh, oh, this All is of still this the is future? Like, this is gonna yes. ha- Everything's the future, yes. I don't know. Okay, I guess they're prophesying. It's hard because I'm like, are they prophesying or is it happening now? It's not happening now. It. What I am noticing is the fact that it, up to this point, it feels like all the prophecies have been like, yeah, Babylon's going to do this thing. Yeah. Yahweh, in fact, is choosing Babylon to be the victor here. And so it's all part of his plan. But eventually. And he is teasing, but don't worry, I'm going to rescue you. And now we're coming around to, am I understanding correctly that now we're coming around to, oh, and by the way, I'm also going to let Babylon's candy asses have it? Yeah. Eventually? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of using Babylon as sort of like a rebound or to make Israel jealous, but then eventually (laughs) we'll dump Babylon to then go back to Israel. You know how it is. Sounds like Yahweh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Set up a standard against the walls of Babylon. Make the watch strong. Set the watchmen. Prepare the ambushes. For Yahweh is both purposed and done that which he spoke concerning the inhabitants of Babylon. So that sounds present. Okay, yes, I believe you. But it's, but it's, it's, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I think the thing that we're missing because our translation doesn't have any punctuation which is annoying. Uh-huh, among other things. But this this whole thing, everything that you've been reading so far is all like in quotes. This is like God's message to them. Oh. Not narration of what's happening. Got it. I think that's the confusion. Thank you. Thank happening. you for that. Yeah. Okay. You who dwell on many waters, abundant in treasures, your end is come. The measure of your covetedness 
covetedness. Covetousness. <laughs> covetousness. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Yahweh of hosts has sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill you up with men. Whoa. As with the canker worm. Hey, hey. and men. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. As with the canker worm, and they shall yeah. lift up what? a shout again. I don't what? know. That's what he said. Can we check in with Eugene? What verse number is that? Yeah. Uh, 14. 14. Okay. Surely I will fill you up with men as with the canker worm, and they shall lift up a shout against you. Okay. Eugene's boring. Eugene says, I'll fill this place with soldiers. They'll swarm through here like locusts, chanting victory songs over you. Uh, let's see. NIV says, I will surely fill you with troops as with the swarm of locusts. King James says, I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars. Yeah, I, I looked it up. Pinkerworms, <laughs> they're, they're inchworms. Basically, oh, oh cute! They're cute. That's like yeah, they're cute. So it's an invasion of cuteness, really. Oh gosh, the complete Jewish Bible says grasshoppers. That's less cute. So that's fun. Okay, so I guess the theme is Loki. any kind of insect that could show up in large quantities and probably destroy your crops. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the idea. Okay, yeah, even yeah. a little inchworm would kill all the crops. Okay, but I'm gonna think of it as cute little inchworms. Yeah. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom. And by his understanding, has he stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens. And he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightnings for the rain and brings forth the wind out of his treasuries. Is this God? Yes. yes. Probably. Okay. <laughs> yes. Who else? Every man is become brutish and is without knowledge. Every goldsmith is disappointed by his image, for his molten image is a falsehood, and there is no breath in them. Oh, back to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing of the, the idols aren't the gods. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not real. Yeah. They are vanity, a work of delusion. In the time their visitation, they shall perish. The portion of Jacob is not like these, for he is the former of all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. Yahweh of hosts is his name. You are my battle axe and weapons of war, and with you will I break okay. in... What? I just got to jump in here with some Eugene. This has a mid-chapter heading that says, they'll sleep and never wake up. Great. Yikes. Hey. But Eugene's translation here is, God says, you, Babylon, are my hammer. Oh. My weapon of war. Okay. And now I'm just thinking about him saying that and then walking off screen <laughs> and then coming back in and saying, the hammer is my penis. <laughs> of course. What is that from again? From Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Yes, thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's Dr. Horrible sing-along blog reference for those who didn't, long didn't get that. time since I've watched that. Go check it out. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> you are my battle axe and weapons of war. And with you I will break in pieces the nations, and with you I will destroy kingdoms. And with you will I break in pieces the horse and his rider. Oh, goodness. And with you will I break in pieces the chariot and him who rides therein. And with you will I break in pieces man and woman. And with you will I break in pieces the old man and the youth. And with you will I break in pieces the young man and the virgin. <sighs> and with you will I break in pieces the shepherd and his flock, and with you will I break in pieces the farmer and his yoke of oxen. 
in parentheses. All the natural pairings of things, right? Yes, of course. Yes. Men, women, old people, young people, young men and virgins, <laughs> shepherds and sheep. What was that last one? Uh, oh, uh, farmer and his yoke of oxen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with you will I break in pieces governors and deputies. Hmm. I will render to Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea and their evil that they have done in Zion and your sight, says Yahweh. Behold, I am against you, destroying mountain, says Yahweh, which destroys all the earth, and I will stretch out my hand on you and roll you down from the rocks, and I will make you a burnt mountain. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is like dark. Just but... like, like we're making a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They shall not take of you a stone for a corner, nor a stone for foundations, but you shall be desolate forever, says Yahweh. Mm. Set up a standard in the land, blow the trumpet among the nations, prepare the nations against her, call together... Against her, the kingdoms of Arat, Ararat. Ararat, yes. Ararat. That's, Ararat is supposed to be the mountain where Noah landed the ark. Oh, cool. Did it just like, like ride in and like sit on the top and then like all the yeah, water went like, away? Boop. Cute. That's mm-hmm. exactly how it happened. And then they were like, crap, how do we get down from here? Exactly. Ararat, Mini and Ashkenaz appoint a marshal against her. Because the horses to come up as the rough canker worm. Oh, cause, not cause. Cause, <laughs> uh, prepare against her the nations, the king of the Medes, the governors of it, and all the deputies of it in all the land of their dominion. The land trembles and is in pain, but the purposes of Yahweh against Babylon do stand to make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhabitants. The mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight they remain in their strongholds. For, I'm sorry, forbone? Forbone. That's cool. Forborn? F-O-R. It's forborn, for, not forbone. Forborn. It says, oh, forborn. Forborn. Yes, you're right. I mean, forbone is pretty good, though. I like that. <laughs> for a single bone. Forborn. <laughs> the mighty men of Babylon have forborn to fight. They remain in their strongholds. Their might has failed. They are become as women. Oh, dang it. Wow. Yeah. Disappointing. Wow. Listen, we can't get through one freaking chapter without that. Her dwelling place. I think we places... gotta drink for that. Oh, sure. By all means. Yeah. You're right. Drink for throwing women under the bus. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her dwelling places are set on fire. Her bars are broken. Oh, no. Was she barred up? Like, what? What is that? Yikes. Well, I was assuming it's like the bars where everyone's drinking are all yeah. broken down. Yeah. People I can't mean, drink anymore. Yeah. Okay. One post shall run to meet another and one messenger to meet another. To met? To met another? It does say to met another. (laughs) That's good. To show the king, yeah, to show the king of Babylon that his city is taken on every quarter and the passages are seized and the reeds they have burned with fire and the men of war are frightened. For thus says Yahweh of hosts, the God of Israel, the daughter of Babylon is like a threshing floor at the time when it is trodden. Yet a little while. And the time of harvest shall come for her. Wow. Wow. Now it's your turn, Jace. Okay. All right. Yes, this is a long one. I'm going to pick it up for the second half here. Verse 34. Nebuchadrezzar, the king of Babylon, has devoured me. He has crushed me. He has made me an empty vessel. He has, like a monster, swallowed me up. Who? 
I got some some vor going on here. Oh gosh. He has filled his maw with my delicacies. Oh dear. Yikes. Uh <laughs> wait. Uh, now, th- okay, this is th- this is quite a shift in tone. Yeah, and who's talking here? Is it Yahweh yeah. talking about Nebuchadnezzar kicking his ass? Is this Jeremiah complaining about being beaten up by the Babylonians? Great question. I mean, we haven't gotten any indication that someone else is speaking. So it makes me think this is still Yahweh, maybe speaking metaphorically or something. Now he's feeling bad about all the damage that Babylonians have caused to him and his people, even though allegedly he's Mm. the one who allowed and slash caused for that to happen, but now he's feeling bad about it. Right. Maybe because he used them as a tool, but but still, like, maybe it's one of those things of, like, this this hurts me more than it hurts you kind mm. of a thing to do this punishment via Babylon. Yes. Okay. Huh. Okay. So he's filled his maw with my delicacies. <laughs> yeah, that. We had to I'm go sorry. to that line again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's If that's mm-hmm. not a euphemism, I don't know what is. Yeah. He has cast me out. The violence done to me and to my flesh beyond Babylon, shall the inhabitants of Zion say. And my blood beyond the inhabitants of Chaldea, shall Jerusalem say. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will plead your cause and take vengeance for you, and I will dry up her sea and make her fountain dry. Babylon shall become heaps, a dwelling place for jackals. No, back to the jackals. They love the jackals. An astonishment and a hissing Without inhabitant. We got a drink for animals taking over and oh for hissing, boy. which okay. I love. love all those and things. And hissing. They shall roar together like young lions. They shall growl as lions' cubs. When they are heated, I will make their feast, and I will make them drunken, that they may rejoice and sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says Yahweh. So kind of like a Sleeping Beauty situation. He's going to put the whole palace and everyone in it to sleep for a hundred years. When they are heated. So I'm assuming it's like when they're in heat. When they're blasted. When they're pissed. Uh, Oh, I see. Okay. Well, okay. yeah. (laughs) Same thing if I were in uh, Europe. Right. (laughs) Yes, they're pissed slash drunk. Yeah. I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter. Like rams with male goats. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. How is Shishak taken and the praise of the whole earth seized? How has Babylon become a desolation among the nations? The sea is come up on Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of the waves of it. Her cities are become a desolation, a dry land and a desert, a land in which no man dwells, neither does any son of man pass thereby. I will execute judgment on Bel in Babylon. I will bring forth out of his mouth that which he has swallowed up, and the nations shall not flow any more to him. Yes, the wall of Babylon shall fall. Hmm. Tear down that wall. Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Yes, thank you. Gorbs. My people. <laughs> For you, Emily, I'm surprised it wasn't like Gabinikov. I know his name. I've heard it before. I haven't heard these names before. If I heard them before, I would be able to say them. It's only when yes. reading. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Verse 45. Yeah. My people, go you out of the midst of her and save yourselves, every man, from the fierce anger of Yahweh. Don't let your heart faint, neither fear for the news that shall be heard in the land. For news shall come one year 
And after that, in another year, shall come news and violence in the land, ruler against ruler. Therefore, behold, the days come that I will execute judgment on the engraved images of Babylon, and her whole land shall be confounded, and all her slain shall fall in the midst of her. Then the heavens and the earth and all that is therein shall sing for joy over Babylon, for the destroyers shall come to her from the north, says Yahweh. As Babylon has caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the land. You who have escaped the sword, go you. Don't stand still. (laughs) Remember Yahweh from afar and let Jerusalem come into your mind. (laughs) It's been destroyed, so it can only exist in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) We are confounded because we have heard reproach. Confusion has covered our faces, for strangers are come into the sanctuaries of Yahweh's house. Therefore, behold, the day is come, says Yahweh, that I will execute judgment on her engraved images, and through all her land the wounded shall groan. (sighs) Thank you. Though Babylon should mount up to the sky, and though she should fortify the height of her strength, Yet from me shall destroyers come to her, says Yahweh. The sound of a cry from Babylon and of great destruction from the land of the Chaldeans. For Yahweh lays Babylon waste and destroys out of her the great voice and their waves roar like many waters. The noise of their voices uttered. Is the great voice God? Oh, I was assuming they're all just yelling at once, but... oh. Okay. I really don't know. Are they upset? Does the message say anything more clear? That was 55. Does the message say anything more clear? What a question. What That's a question to The ask. question for the ages. Yes. Uh, an unearthly wail out of Chaldea. Mm. God is taking his wrecking bar to Babylon. Not wrecking ball. I'm sorry. Is he Miley Cyrus? Not wrecking ball. <laughs> no, he, no, he came in like a wrecking bar. Thank you very much. Like a crowbar? Or like a battering ram? Yeah, like a a crowbar. Slash maybe a sledgehammer, perhaps? Yeah, This is a one-man job. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I came in like a wrecking bar. Yeah, I was just doing that, but whatever. I know, I was just... I just want to sing it for you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Keep going. Dedeker's hanging her head in shame. (laughs) Okay, uh, then Eugene says, we'll be hearing the last of her noise, death throes like the crashing of waves, death rattles like the roar of cataracts. Great. Like um, cataract? Like in your eyes? Like eye? in your eyes? No, that's a, it's a, it's a, I don't have language today. <laughs> cool. It's Got it. Oh, John Michael, cataracts river, like river rapids. River rapids. Yes. It's a, yeah, okay. that's what it cool. is. A rafting thing. Cool, cool, cool. You did it with your hand, Dedeker. <laughs> yeah. You did it with your hand. Perfect. You're like, this, this thing, this whooshy, whooshy. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, the noise of their voice is uttered, for the destroyer is come on her, even on Babylon, and her mighty men are taken, their bows are broken in pieces, for Yahweh is a God of recompenses. He will surely requite. I really whipped out the thesaurus on that line of translation there. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck does that mean? I don't know. Dedeker, what does it mean? Like, basically, like, he's gonna, he's, God's gonna get you back. Yeah. 
He's gonna. He's gonna. Ooh, I bet he is. Yeah. I bet he is. He's gonna come collect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I will make drunk her princes and her wise men, her governors and her deputies, and the people reading this book, and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake up. Says the king, whose name is Yahweh of Hosts. Boy, calm down. <laughs> Thus. <laughs> Thus says Yahweh of hosts, colon, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly overthrown and her high gates shall be burned with fire and the peoples shall labor for vanity and the nations for the fire and they shall be weary. The word which Jeremiah the prophet commanded Sariah, oh. the son of Neriah, the son of Manseah, Jeremiah. when he went with Zedekiah, the king of Judah, to Babylon in the fourth year of his reign. Goodness. Okay. I guess all of what we just said was... Jeremiah made an appearance, finally. Yeah. Guys, I think he just said all these things. Did he? To... To this guy, Sariah, son of Neriah. He said it to Sariah, who is the son of Maseah. Okay. When he went with Zedekiah, the king of Judah, to Babylon in the fourth year of his reign. So maybe we've traveled back in time then a bit, because that was way earlier, the fourth year of his reign. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to carry on and we'll see if this makes sense. (laughs) Now, now Sariah was chief chamberlain. Jeremiah wrote in a book all the evil that should come on Babylon. And actually it was Baruch wrote in the book. Yeah, it rather had Baruch do it. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Yeah. That's like a Baruch's ghostwriter then, I guess? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that fits. It's weird though for a ghostwriter to like work themselves into the story and kind of <laughs> well, explain how I guess they wrote it. It's down. very meta. He had it's to. It's a new way yeah. of ghostwriting. Yeah. Exactly. He was like, oh, I'm in this too. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. He wrote in a book all the evils that should come on Babylon, even all these words that are written concerning Babylon. Jeremiah said to Sariah, when you come to Babylon, then see that you read all these words. And Say, Yahweh, you have spoken concerning this place to cut it off, that none shall dwell therein, neither man nor animal, but that it shall be desolate forever. I think he's saying, like, be sure you've read this so you don't try to live there, because that's... I made it very clear. I wrote it with my own hands. (laughs) Don't you do it. (laughs) It shall be. When you have made an end of reading this book, that... We're finally here, thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you have come to the end of reading this book, that you shall bind a stone to it and cast it into the midst of the Euphrates. Wait, throw it in the garbage? Wait, in, on the book? Yeah. The book itself? This, this book the that book he that wrote Baruch down. worked so hard right? to write, probably using his own materials that he had to pay for himself. That's not cool, man. That's not cool. Gosh. Yeah, once you finish reading it, Then you bind a stone to it and cast it into the midst of the Euphrates. And you shall say, oh, it's an object lesson. And you shall say, of course, of course, thus shall Babylon sink and shall not rise again because of the evil that I will bring on her. And they shall be weary. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. Poor Baruch. Baruch's probably so sad. He's like, wait. Baruch's crying in the corner. He's like, but I died. But you know. All these books that I've written for you, like you toss them in the fire. You tell people to toss them in the river. Like Seriously. Really, man. I mean, I appreciate that you're paying me, I guess, Jeremiah. We've kind of worked out an IOU system, I suppose. (laughs) But I have to watch 
My precious, precious words. Maybe Jeremiah is going to give him his land when he dies. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the only wealth he, he seems to, to have him. now is that. For sure. That right? property he bought while he was in prison. So. Yeah. Wow. Whew. Gosh. Okay. That was our penultimate chapter. I really loved the ending of that with the like, and that's yeah. it. The word so far. <laughs> like we stepped out of the narrative for a moment for Baruch to kind of give us a little narration there. I like it. Amazing. I'm imagining in our in our movie or TV show version of it, that's when, you know, we we've got all this like action and stuff going on and things being told to people. And then, you know, it sort of pulls back to reveal the words on the page and then the book closes in close up <laughs> and then we pan up and then we see Tom Holland there and he's like and that so far is the words of Jeremiah that were written down <laughs> and then he's crying as he ties like a piece of twine yeah. to the book to a pe- <laughs> to like a small stone and he's like <laughs> he throws it into the river yeah and then watches it sadly fall mm-hmm. to its mm-hmm. watery death yep Okay. Wow. Okay. We have one more chapter to go. Yeah. Before we get there, we're going to take a quick break to talk about how you can support this show. Keep this coming to all y'all out there. The best thing you can do is spread the word. And you know what's great? We're starting a new book. And that is a perfect time to bring new people in. Because I get that it's hard to introduce someone to the show midway through a book. It's also kind of a hard sell to say, hey, start back at the beginning. There's only like, I don't know, 160 something episodes. So starting them at the beginning of a new book is a great way. Just say, hey, you know what? Have you ever read the book of Ezekiel or whatever it is that we're reading next? No, I didn't think so. Come along, friend. Join us. And you know what Ezekiel starts on? 169. Nice. Episode 169. Yeah, it's meant to be very nice. There's just so many ways to sell this to them. Mm -hmm. So just bring Mm -hmm. your friends. We expect to have a ton of people joining us for episode 169 for Ezekiel next week. Also, if you want to support us financially on Patreon, if you're able to, at patreon.com slash study, we have our amazing community there. As a thank you for becoming one of our patrons, Emily posts her drink recipes along with photos of the drinks every week. Even if we learn today that sometimes those photos may be a little bit misleading, but <laughs> no, no, they're not misleading. They're just the drink in it when it like occurs in the moment. I see. Rather than when I <laughs> ten minutes later when I do it on the show and show everybody when it spontaneously occurs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I wish I had a fridge in here that I could throw it in. Isn't that that's kind of what photography is all about, right? It's capturing yeah. a moment of something. It's capturing so, the best moment. Yeah. It's beautiful. There you go. So you get Emily's drink recipes as well as early releases of episodes and personal toasts on the show. So if you would like a shout out on this show and to help support this to keep it coming, we would really love your support there. And we're back, and it is the last chapter of Jeremiah. Yes. Yes. We made it. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. He did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh. Classic. According to all that Jehoiakim had done. I'm sorry, did Baruch know how this was supposed to go? (laughs) Like, the way in which this was supposed to be written? And he was like, oh yeah, this happened, so I need to write it in the way... That the writers of old also wrote it. Mm. 
Yeah, it's like he yeah, he kind of came along later and wrote this epilogue afterward because yeah. that last one was kind of like and that was the last thing Jeremiah said. Yeah. And now it's this weird totally different sounds like we're reading yeah, Second Kings again. Exactly. Yeah. For through the anger of Yahweh did it happen in Jerusalem and Judah until he had cast them out from his presence. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. It happened in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his army, against Jerusalem and encamped against it. And they built forts against it round about. So the city was besieged to the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. Mm. In the fourth month... I feel like we need to know all of these things for the quiz. (laughs) Yeah, we probably do. All of the quizzes content is going to come from just this last chapter. In the fourth month, on the tenth day... On the seventh hour, on the second minute, good luck. (laughs) In the fourth month, in the ninth day of the month, the famine was sore in the city so that there was no bread for the people of the land. And apparently we also gave all our bread to Jeremiah that one time. Uh, (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Then a breach was made in the city and all the men of war fled and went forth out of the city by night by the way of the gate between the two walls, which was by the king's garden. Parentheses. Now the Chaldeans were against the city round about, close parentheses, and they went towards the Arabah. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued after the king and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and all his army was scattered from him. Then they took the king and carried him up to the king of Babylon to Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he gave judgment on him. The king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. Oh no. He killed also all the princes of Judah in Riblah. He put out the eyes of Zedekiah and the king of Babylon bound him in fetters and carried him to Babylon and put him in prison until the day of his death. Didn't we already get a preview of this before? Maybe. We did, yeah. Yeah. This is, again, kind of just sort of wrapping up the whole story, I think. From Yeah, it's giving us a nice recap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's it's almost like a little cliff notes at the end. Yeah. You could have just read this one (laughs) chapter also. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not our game here on Drunk Bible Study. It is not. (laughs) Now, in the fifth month, in the tenth day of the month, which was the 19th year of King Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, came Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, oh, yeah. who stood before the king of Babylon into Jerusalem. Yep, we've been here before. Yep. Yep. Okay. And he burned the house of Yahweh and the king's house and all mm-hmm. the houses of Jerusalem. Even every great house burned he with fire. Yep. All the army of the Chaldeans who were with the captain of the guard broke down all the walls of Jerusalem round about. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the poorest of the people and the residue of the people who were left in the city and those who fell away, who fell to the king of Babylon, and the residue of the multitude. Eugene says he left a few poor dirt farmers behind. Oh, that's nice. I was just about to get there. To tend the vineyards and what was left. Oh, that was, I was that. just about to get there. Okay. Yes. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left of the poorest of the land to mm. be vineyard keepers and farmers. Mm. Got it. I'm sorry. The wording is so different in the message yeah. that it's hard to mm. even know yeah. where we are exactly. The pillars of brass that were in the house of Yahweh and the bases and the brazen sea that were in the house of Yahweh. Remember that one? The sea that was on the backs of the bulls? With their butts toward the middle? No, 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 no. Oh. The big, the big like pool that Solomon created out of bronze and placed it on those, those oxen. And the bases and the brazen sea that were in the house of Yahweh did the Chaldeans break in pieces and carried all the brass of them to Babylon. Cheers. The pots also, and the shovels, and the snuffers, 
and the basins and the spoons and all the vessels of brass. (laughs) (laughs) And all the vessels of brass with which they ministered took they away. The cups and the fire pans mm. and the basins oh. and the pots. Did I mention the pots already? Other pots. <laughs> and the lampstands and the spoons. Did I mention the spoons already? And the bowls, that which was of gold and gold and that which was of silver and silver, the captain of the guard took away. I see. It was about brass before. Then you had to recap the entire list again. The for silver. Gold and silver. Yeah, good, everything good, good. that was gold and silver. <laughs> it's funny that they're like getting really granular in this moment, but like the rest of it, they're like, yeah, and they came in and they killed some people and whatever, whatever. Let's gloss over well, I think it. it makes sense. It's kind of like making an insurance claim, right? Oh, you got to write yeah. down exactly oh, I what see. you lost. I see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's still fresh. The two pillars, the one sea and the twelve brazen bowls that were under the bases, which King Solomon had made for the house of Yahweh. Oh, Solomon. Period. That was a full sentence, but it wasn't actually a full sentence. I guess it's just more of the list. Wait, really? That's it? It's just period? Yes. I think think this is just a list. It's like an inventory. Okay. Right? Okay. So it's listed as sentences, but I'm thinking of it more as a list. Yeah. The brass of all these vessels was without weight. Period. As for the pillars... (laughs) The height of the one pillar was 18 cubits, and a line of 12 cubits did compass it. And the thickness of it was four fingers. It was hollow. This is totally so, an insurance claim. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, this is literally, or, or I mean, not really an insurance claim, right? Because they're being taken captive. But I guess keeping track of, this is what <laughs> was stolen from us, so we can claim it back later on. Right. Documenting so, the damage. In case God wants to pay out. So that Yahweh knows kind of like, yeah. if Yahweh is like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to pay you all back for this. Don't worry. He's not. They're kind of like, right. well, this is just keep what good it, notes. Yeah. Okay. You're, I'm going to need a claim form in triplicate. Right. For fun here, this is that each pillar stood 27 feet high with a circumference of 18 feet and they were hollow. The bronze a little less than an inch thick. So that's, that's kind of in, okay. in our human yes, okay. imperial measurement system. <laughs> what it okay. means. Four, wait, an inch is four fingers? Yeah, maybe he said would... the thickness of it was four fingers. Mm. They had small fingers maybe back then because this very, is like at least like baby, it's baby fingers. <laughs> Listen, this is at least two inches on my little little baby hand. So yeah. yeah. No, this is like closer to four inches, I think. Okay. Yeah. Four? Huh. How big are your hands, Dedeker? I don't know. I'm bad at these things. You have long, long fingers. A capital of brass was on it, and the height of the one capital was five cubits with network and pomegranates on the capital roundabout, mm. all oh, of yeah. brass. I remember that. Yep. I remember the, the pomegranates on it. And the second pillar also had like these and pomegranates. There were had like like these <laughs> like what? It was like the, uh, it also had the same. You know, stuff like on these. It, it oh, was the okay. same as that Got one. Got it. All the same stuff, but we need to we need to list the pomegranates twice so that you really know. <sighs> there were ninety six pomegranates on the sides. Ninety six. Whoa, whoa, wait. I'm sorry. We have a, a disagreement here. Eugene says a hundred pomegranates. Oh, oh! I'm sure you rounded up. Keep okay, no, rounded oh, okay. up. Okay, you keep jumping the gun. You keep jumping the gun, Jace. Let me finish okay, reading okay, the verse. It okay. says he, he doesn't want you to. There were 96 pomegranates on the sides. Semicolon. All the pomegranates were 100 on the network roundabout. Where were the other four? So I think on the sides there were 96, and then on the network at the top there were 100. Oh, I see. Oh, wait, I really? See. It wasn't like 96, and then one, two, three, four. Oh, maybe. Like it's like including. Yeah, I think it might have been ninety six, and then an, also another hundred. Or does it include? Yeah, what? this is tricky. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They're gonna confuse. Like, they're gonna they're gonna get to Babylon to claim the stuff back, and they'd be like, wait, 
which pillar covered in pomegranates is Wait, it? Wait, I only have 100 total, not 96 and then another 100. We didn't get another 100. Okay. The captain of the guard took Sariah, the chief priest, and Zephaniah, the second priest, and the three keepers of the threshold. And out of the city, he took an officer who was set over the men of war and seven men of those who saw the king's face. Boy. <laughs> who were found in the it's city. It's his face. We got to kill him. Don't see it. Don't look at his face. And the scribe of the captain of the host, who mustered the people of the land, and 60 men of the people of the land, who were found in the midst of the city. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon, to Riblah. The king of Babylon struck them and put them to death at Riblah in the land of Hamath. Dang it. Of course. So Judah was carried away captive out of his land. This is the people whom Nebuchadrezzar carried away captive, colon. Okay, so we get we do hmm, get the yeah. inventory. It's just second to the precious metals. Right. Yeah, now it's like the, the people's damages also. Okay. Yeah, everyone's like, the whatever, people's court. whatever. Don't care. In, okay, colon. This is the people whom Nebuchadrezzar carried away captive. Uh-huh. In the seventh year, 3,023 Jews. In the 18th year of Nebuchadrezzar, he carried away captive from Jerusalem 832 persons. In the three and twentieth year of Nebuchadrezzar, Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive of the Jews seven hundred forty-five persons. All the persons, I guess, all total were four thousand and six hundred. <laughs> it happened in the seven and thirtieth year of the captivity of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the twelfth month, in the five and twentieth day of the month, that evil Merodach, oh. king of Babylon. I'm sorry, that's an amazing, his name amazing is name. Evil. Wow. Do you think that's a that's a prop? Like think that's Elvira, a typo? It- like <laughs> no, I want it to be evil. Is it supposed to be evil space Merodach, or is it evil Merodach? So in the Jewish Bible, the the sorry, what's the complete Jewish Bible translation of this? It's Evel, like E V E E L dash, like Devil, mm-hmm. Cruella, yes. Devil, like Cruella Devil dash, but Evel. Meridach. M apostrophe Rodach. So Evel Meridach. What? <laughs> so I think this might be the translators just kind of got a little carried away there. Okay. Evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, lifted up the head of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and brought him forth out of prison. Huh. And he spoke kindly to him. Oh. And then he chopped up his head. And set his throne. <laughs> right. No, no, no. He spoke kindly to him and set his throne above the throne of the kings who were with him in Babylon and changed his prison garments. Oh, that's nice. Good. Jehoiakim ate bread before him continually all the days of his life. Mm. And for his allowance, there was a continual allowance given him by the king of Babylon every day a portion until the day of his death all the days of his life. And that, my friends, is the end of the book of Jeremiah. I'm sorry. I feel cheated <laughs> because Jeremiah didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly he went on to write the book of Lamentations. So, oh, or maybe wrote so them at the same time. I, maybe, no, probably. We probably won't get to hear about it. He did die eventually, I think. I. So one of the bonus episodes that we did... I like they talked about and maybe it was just like the Christian person's interpretation of what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But they were like, yeah, you know, he was the sad prophet. And then ultimately, like he died and it was really awful because 
all of the people didn't believe him and all of this stuff. And I'm like, well, but when does he die in the book? Like maybe he had a great old life. Okay. So just, I'm quickly Googling this because our bonus is going to be the quiz and we're not going to have time to look up extra information. Please tell me, tell me, tell me. From what I can find from a quick Googling. um, So there's no official record of him dying. Some people say that, so he ended up in Egypt, right? He told people mm. not to go to Egypt, but they took him Wait. there anyway. Oh, what? Right. Remember, yes. we, we read that. That a few was like episodes two back. episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so some people like he probably just lived in Egypt and kept annoying people. And now there's another. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> another source. Britannica says that he probably died around 570 BCE, according to a tradition that is preserved in extra biblical sources. So this is probably like the you know, the, the like rabbinical writings and, and Jewish writings that are not included in, in this version of the Bible. Uh, according to tradition that is preserved in extra biblical sources, he was stoned to death by his exasperated fellow countrymen in Egypt. Gosh. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, that's really sad. <laughs> I could see that happening. They were kind of, yeah, they were kind of leading up to that, right? Yeah. Where by the time we got to yeah. Egypt, they were all just like, we are so sick of your shit. We are not going to listen to you. We're going to do the opposite of what you want that's us to awful. do. Go Jeez. take a flying jump, Jeremiah. Yeah. Jeez, that's yeah. terrible. Okay, what's interesting about this ending though, where like, because remember that Jeremiah kept saying, Look, you're going to get captured by Babylon. Just go with it. Be cool, and it's all going to be fine. And then 70 years later, you'll be free. But like, don't fight it. Don't make a fuss. Just like, be cool. Go with it. And everyone was like, no, I hate you. You suck. Mm -hmm. But then here, at the very end, this last thing that you read, that then the new king, El Merodach, becomes king. Evil boy. And he's he's like, hey, this Jehoiakim guy's... He's all right. Oh, he's kind of cool. Yeah. Jehoiachin, I guess. He's like, he's cool. And then it kind of was like a Joseph situation. Where, right? He was like in prison with Pharaoh and then he kind of became his right-hand man. It's almost like a similar thing where he's like, you know what? This guy's cool. Like, let's let's let him have bread with me every night. It's cool. Every day. I'll watch him eat bread. Every you can have bread. Day. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, <sighs> well, we have some psalms to do. Yeah. It's the end of Psalm Timber. <laughs> Wow. It is. It's the last day of September. Actually, when y'all listen to this, it'll be Psalmtober. So just deal with it. <laughs> also, it doesn't matter because we're going to go into Psalmtober and like we're going to put Psalm and... before every month while we do this. <laughs> Psalm Number is Psalm Dember. <laughs> Psalm Sember, I think, is what we'll call that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Okay. It's your turn, Jace. Go. It's you, Jace. All right, everybody. And now it is time for Silly Psalms with DBS, the part of the show where DBS reads some psalms. For the chief musician, to the tune of Do Not Destroy. I love it so much. A banger, if I've ever heard one. (laughs) A poem by David when he fled from Saul in the cave. Oh, 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 this is when Saul was pooping. The pooping this is cave. The pooping one. Yeah. Wait, did he yeah. see a poop? Yay. Oh, I'm excited. This has got to be the one. And then I okay. saw him poop and it was awkward. <laughs> Selah. <laughs> Selah. Be merciful to me, God. Be merciful to me. <laughs> I saw David a guy poop. is just face. I've had a really rough time right now. He's just face palming. He's like, oh, God, is it really come to this, God? <laughs> For my soul takes refuge in you. Yes. In the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge until disaster has passed. (laughs) 
It's been a rough day, okay? Okay? <laughs> if there ever was a disaster, it was being in that cave. <laughs> wow, okay, boy. I cry out to God most high, to God who accomplishes my requests for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He rebukes the one who is pursuing me. Selah. God will send out his loving kindness and his truth. My soul is among lions, or Aslan. What's the lion? Mm. Yeah, Aslan. Yeah. I lie among those who are set on fire. Whoa, yikes. What? I lie among those who are set on fire, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows and their tongues a sharp sword. Okay, it's a metaphor. Good. Cool. Be exalted, God above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dig a pit before me. They fall into the middle of it themselves. Selah. Oh, Selah. That's a good Selah right there. My heart is steadfast, God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises. Wake up, my glory. Wake up. Lute and harp. <laughs> I, Amazing. I will wake up the dawn. I will give thanks to you, Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations, for your great loving kindness reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. Be exalted, God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Do you think, did he, okay, I want to know, did he, did he write this slash sing this as this was all playing out? Was it after this played out? Was it before the pooping incident? Maybe it was before. I think it depends how long Saul was in there, right? If it's like yeah. David's having to sit there <laughs> during this. If it's like a long, a long, <laughs> taking a long time in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah, pulls <laughs> out some parchment like, well, and he's like, well, <laughs> read the paper I might as well like, write the paper yeah, write a, yeah, Exactly, <laughs> write a little poem. Give myself something to do here. I'm going to be here a while. Okay. For the chief musician to the tune of Do Not Destroy, another one. Oh, oh wow. same, same tune. A or maybe it's by a continuation. David. Yeah. Same tune. I don't know. This okay, is 58. Yeah. Do you indeed speak of righteousness, silent ones? Or speak righteousness, silent ones? Do you judge blamelessly, you sons of men? No. In your heart, you plot injustice. You measure out the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked go astray from the womb. They are wayward as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a snake, like a deaf cobra that stops its ear, which doesn't listen to the voice of charmers, no matter how skillful the charmer may be. Huh. Break their teeth, God, in their mouth. <laughs> those Break teeth. out the great the teeth. The teeth in of, their mouth, you know? Break those. <laughs> break out the teeth of young lions, Yahweh. Let them vanish like water that flows away. When they draw the bow, let their arrows be made blunt. Let them be like a snail which melts and passes away. It, sorry, melts? Is that what snails do? Melts. Do snails melt? I don't, do, I, yeah, do snails I don't think so. Not that I know of, unless you step on them. Nope, don't step on I them. Th I don't think they melt. And they kind of squish, yeah. I think. Although I've never, I mean, maybe snails do melt when they die. They just kind of I don't know. disappear. Yeah, if you sprinkle some salt on them, they would. Yeah, I, oh, the next one is sad. Like the stillborn child who has not seen the sun. No, dang. Yeah. Before your pots can feel the heat of the thorns, your pots, he will sweep away the green and the burning alike. 
The righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that men shall say, most certainly there is a reward for the righteous. Most certainly there is a God who judges the earth. Wow, David. Well done. He was just writing them all the time, wasn't he? Just nothing could stop him. In a Mm -hmm. cave, doesn't matter. On the lamb, doesn't matter. Pretending like he's crazy, doesn't matter. Watching a guy poop, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Dear diary, dear diary, I'm angry today. Dear diary, I'm in love with God today. Dear diary, I'm watching a guy poop today. (laughs) But also still in love with God. Let's not forget that. We're going to write about it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Everyone, that was it. Yeah, we got to move on to taking a quee, to taking a little and crazy then, lizzy about yeah. this book. But first, but first, we have a toast. Yeah. We have a new patron. Hey, we have to give a toast Yay. to our patron, Sarah. Ching. Yay, Sarah. Cheers. Thank you so much, Sarah, for your support. Hope you can join us for one of the live shows today. But in the meantime, hopefully we will see you around our Facebook group. Woo! Thank you to everybody who showed up for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Biblecast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Ellie Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the, the, the. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad. He's in a book club, oh, he's got a history, a skim and past, all the pages of ageless confessional.